VIC Fellowship, and VIC stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to, commercial-free, and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Well, today, guys, get ready. Um, as long as we were able to contact everyone and get them on the Skype here, we have Dr. True, our co-host, of course, that you've heard many shows, as well as Carl Swartz in Czech Republic. Are you both online with me today? I'm here, Renee. This is Dr. Ross. That's Carl? That's Dr. Ross. Yes, that's Carl. Hey. Hello, Doctor, how are you? <clears throat> Um, Carl, I brought True on today. I know I invited you, but he has some real important uh, news to share. But the show's all about you. Um, Miriam and I read your 28-page article. We're just so taken by it, and we thank you so much. Um, so the show is yours, but we are going to give True um, a, just a minute or two to explain what's happening in Utah just as of this morning, okay? So yeah, welcome to our I, show, I sir. I saw the new mask mandate for Utah, which makes no sense at all compared to what we sent the government here. We started off yesterday uh, wrapping that up. Um, I drafted that. It was going to go out on the 5th, but uh, we had an issue with the translators being able to get it done in time. And then we had some last-minute information pop up, and uh, just because of what I sent yesterday, Renee, um, I got a confessional in here a little while ago. If your, your listeners want to hear it, they need to hear this. This is out of the U.K. Um, I love that. It says, says, I have read many of your posts over this past year. I write this message to you with a heavy heart and apprehension. I work in blank hospital. Uh, we've been told by the powers that be, if we divulge any of this information, we would be fired from our position with immediate effect. They would deny our claim and have promised to destroy our personal character. Uh, that's very similar to what's happening to uh, Kate uh, Shimerani and also with uh, Aaron Marie Ozlowski, where they're actually revoking their license to practice medicine as, as an RN. But anyway, it's uh, continuing. We were all sat down and told the COVID-19 does not exist. <clears throat> it's a complete and utter world hoax. There's no virus. That's why the tests for the virus are rigged. Our hospital is completely dead and empty. We literally have nothing to do on the daily shift. It's like a ghost ward after ghost ward. I have to tell someone who I believe knows more than I do regarding this. I can't keep living the lie I'm living. I signed up to protect people, not lie to them. Mm. This, wow. this just came in about two, about two hours ago. And uh, I'm part of a huge group with uh, her and other people. She just sat back quietly. I had to go back and look at uh, who this was. And, yeah, she, she has not posted anything. She's just been watching. Wow. That's uh, amazing, on, Carl. I've I would on, like you for our guest, because you haven't been a guest on our show, I think, since the end of July. I'd like you just to announce who you are, the CEO and the company you work for and all that kind of stuff, just to let everybody know. Okay, I'm a nanotechnology executive, have been for 20 years. Before I moved to Europe in uh, June of 2006, my team and myself were former what is called Pentagon TISWIG, and that acronym stands for Technical Science Working Group. And then we were also DARPA, 
And we just got tired of them trying to push us into doing nothing but bioweapons based on nanotech and also genetic-specific weapons. I told them, I said, you know, that's a niche. and uh, We don't want to harm people. You know, we have commercial applications. We're going to launch that. And uh, our technology actually works better uh, outside the U.S. We don't have near the problems we would have had in the U.S. because of the defense contractors. But that's who we are and what we do. And um, back during the summer, when you and I first started talking, I was just starting in on the uh, health minister, Adam Wojtek, here in Prague. He's gone. Uh, we had three big clashes, and he got canned for cause. And they appointed another one, Roman Primola who's basically in the hip pocket of Big Pharma. He's also the WHO's epidemiologist for the Czech Republic. And he got canned uh, uh, back on the 24th. And on the 29th, we now have our third one in three months. So uh, that's who the letter I sent to you was addressed to, was this new uh, health minister, uh, Jan Blotny. Excellent. Excellent. And he's, he's, a, he, he's, he's a hematologist. You know, mm. hematology and, and respiratory disorders don't go that well together. But um, we haven't really seen what he's going to do yet. So what we basically did is put him on notice. I sent Prima a letter on the 14th, and we put him on notice. There's links in that letter I sent you that uh, we already knew before the 14th of October, that they were willfully falsifying the numbers. As soon as they found out we were the ones that squared off with Adam Wojtek, you know, they came to us behind the scenes and they said, we do like a hundred tests. It's, it's pure crap. You know, you don't know if they have the common cold or whatever. And they're telling us to inflate these things anywhere from five to eight fold and send that number in. And then all of a sudden you got the media bullhorns over here pumping the numbers up and up and up. They're shutting down businesses again. And, you know, one of the things I've done, Renee, is, okay, who who and what is driving this? Now, on October the 20th, that that group that you saw on the memorandum, Lightning Bolt, that's what that's what Kulovi Bless transverts over to, translates to in uh, Czech. The lightning bolt is a new political movement, and it's already growing like a weed. Uh, we've got mm. groups already starting up in Slovakia. Well, I have to, I have to admit here. real fast, Miriam and I did read the 28 pages. We have not dissected the links yet. We are going to put some more time into it. I forwarded it over to talk to True this morning as well as Brother Brandon. Um, but yeah. uh, it is on our front page. Father had me take the time to make some editing to our, our vacinfo.org website. So on the front page, you will see um, shame on you all. And if you click on that, it takes yes. them to the article. I hope that's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, listen, when I woke up this morning, when I woke up this morning, I had 84 emails and messages of how far and wide this thing had already gone overnight. Hallelujah. I mean, it, I mean, so, it Dr. Just, True, real fast, let me, let me stop you for a second, uh, Carl. I want Dr. True to announce uh, this morning at 6 a.m. as I'm getting off my chi machine. I'm not even awake yet. Um, and I usually turn my phone off at night and take out the battery because I've upgraded my iPhone 11s to flip phones. Um, I usually take the battery out and everything. Well, last night I forgot to do that. So when True calls me at like 6 a.m. with this information, go ahead, Dr. True. I guess, Renee, and uh, thanks again, Carl, for, for all that you're doing and the learning. That's very important. But um, I just, 
got back into to Utah from an extended uh, trip up, up in northern Idaho doing a lot of seminars and, and teaching of medical doctors, actually, on exposing this whole thing as just as you're doing in this in the document. Let me just tell you real quickly. I was stunned that my cell phone went off with an emergency broadcast system, EBS. is is for emergencies like earthquakes or catastrophes coming in. And it was it was you got simply a, you got an amb- Yeah, you got a you got an amber alert. Go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it said tune in to this important emergency broadcast from the governor. And so the governor came on last night with the most draconian nonsense ever. I was just stunned because um, the spikes of Utah, the spikes now has increased 20% positive rates on, on the PCR testing he announced. It's just not sustainable, and we have to do these. State, the statewide mask mandate is, in effect, uh, effective uh, by 1 o'clock uh, this afternoon, very shortly. And they're advising people to uh, contact the website that he gave and those who are not compliant and posting signs and any any employees that are not wearing masks must be turned in uh, for immediate Department of Labor will visit them and, and uh, levy substantial fines if not jail time. This is yep. the draconian measures coming on. And so I'm, I'm sitting, what in the world prompted this? Well, last week, guess who was in, this, in, the Ute, in Utah with a full day teaching? Dr. Redfield of the CDC and Dr. Burks. I mean to tell you, they laid it out. They gave them, him the marching orders of what needs to be done. And this on top of of letter after letter, I mean at least six letters I've sent to this, to, doc, to the governor as well as their state epidemiologist, demanding to have an explanation why, if this thing is real, if SARS-CoV-2 is really the cause of this, why is there not a blood test after all this time? A definitive blood test. Why are you still doing polymerase chain reaction tests, which are nothing but research tools. Not ever a diagnostic because there's nothing specific in it. And here's the documentation. Yeah. They've ignored me, ignored me, ignored me. So shame on, shame on everybody. Uh, like that's I right. said, uh, Carl, it's, it's, well, that's, it's why, that's why we, that's why we titled it. That's why we titled it that way. Uh, Adam Wojtek, when I first squared off with him, he sent me uh, five articles Every one of those articles that he was basing his decisions and edicts on had already been discredited, and one of the Lancet articles was withdrawn because of that group out of uh, Chicago that literally were just making up their projections. And, you know, Lancet jumped on it. You know, they reported it worldwide. There's a lot of money behind this. And see, one of the things that we've been working on is what would cause a government to literally be traitors to their own people. Well, usually it's money or extortion or both. In this case, and uh, at least on the Democrat states, I think it's both. But uh, over here, after we sent the ultimatum letter on October 20th, we had somebody very high level come forward. He had resigned recently from the government over here. He had his fill of what he was seeing and hearing. I can't say what his position was, but, I mean, he was very, very inside. And he confirmed for us who, you know, he saw the list of defendants uh, from my guy here, and he said, you're missing three names. 
So he just gave us a hint of what to go look for. We now have those three names. This is what's driving us behind the scenes. And I don't know if either one of you have seen this. Somebody found on the World Bank website that they were shipping PCR tests in 2017, 18, and 19. Yes. Shipping shipping COVID PCR. uh, This was COVID-19 PCR tests. 2018, or 17, 18, and 19, and we verified that that was true. Uh, they tried to hide it. Uh, we, we, we were. I, I've got several guys over here that can get into anything, and um, you know, we we had to use the Wayback Machine to get back into what they were trying to hide. But yeah, it was on the it was on the World Bank website. They were tracking all these shipments and how many units were shipped to where. And then all of a sudden, you know, we start we started focusing on this because of the ID twenty twenty stuff. You know, they jump up and they said, "Oh my God, there's one point seven billion people that don't have a digital ID." Well, so what? Buy them a cell phone. But that's not what's driving this. Uh, recently, I don't know if you heard this quote, Klaus Schwab, and I'm convinced he is Luciferian as hell. He's like a Luciferian Nazi, you know, if, if you can figure that out. He was quoted as saying, by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy about that. Really? That's Um, right. Just this morning, too, on Progressive Radio Network Live, prnlive.com, someone posted an article that Pfizer and Biotech BioNTech announced preliminary results from a phase three study of their COVID-19 vaccine candidate, which shows the vaccine prevented over 90% of infectious infections in vaccinated individuals. So they are promoting this vaccine. Of course, that's the agenda behind everything. Yeah. And just to, just to share a yeah. couple more comments that I wrote down when Dr. True called me, they are not allowing any businesses to be open. Correct, True? Unless, well, they can, you can open, but if you don't, have the mask mandate, they will shut you down they and find you. you. So basically they're mandating the mask and the six-foot social distancing. Um, they have a hotline number for people to call if they see anyone violating this rule and a $10,000 fine or jail time till the vaccine's available, and they're encouraging everybody to get their flu shot. So this is huge, and I don't know if it's happening in any other state, but I encourage anyone listening to this show, because it's not on the news. Miriam and I dissected all the news stations, seeing if they're talking about it, and of course they're not, because they're bought and paid for as well. Um, But uh, if anybody listening in their state has received any similar type of notice as Dr. True, please call our toll-free number, 800-939-8227, to make us aware of it so we can get it out there for you. I apologize, Carl. Continue on. One other thing, no real probably, quickly, uh, is, go ahead, what go happened, ahead, Drew. What happened is, is also uh, Governor Herbert say we strongly we we won't mandate it until the vaccine arrives, which will be mandated. He basically said, but we strongly encourage all people to go out immediately and get their flu shot. This is flu season now. I say this because I just that's what made me come out of my chair and throw things at the TV because I had just just lectured in Idaho extensively about the the quadrivalent edition of this year's flu shot going into the nursing homes in October. By October 1st, they were mandating you can't be in this nursing home unless you get this quadrivalent to protect you. And it's yes. and now mm-hmm. we have 40 per-
flu vaccine, and they're going to uh, have yep. toxicity, and they're going to start producing the coronaviruses, also known as exosomes, internally. Of course they're going to yes. get sick. Yep. Wow. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Okay, Carl, continue we, on. Uh, well, we also, um, one of the reasons we didn't get it out on the 5th of November, that's what the UK the 5th of November, Guy Fawkes Day. Uh, we had a lot of new information come in, literally overnight, and it delayed the translation uh, because trying to get Czech and English to jive, you know, you can write something beautifully in English, but getting that into Czech, that's some, my guy had to do a little tweaking on the English because their words, just, they don't translate. So if you read the article and, and some of the sentences don't make good sense to you, that's because in Czech it's absolutely perfect. But um, we also found out over here in the UK, this just happened um, last week, early, well, week before last now, they went into an elderly care center. They gave the mandatory flu vaccines, 25 people, and that's all they had at this one place. And within 48 hours, they had two dead, one in ICU in critical condition, and seven others with massive, massive neurological problems, but they weren't having respiratory problems. So 10 out of 25, that's not a bad batting average. Hmm. So I went back and did a little redraft on that about the fact that they're doing the same thing here. And if you look at what happened to Bergamo, I have very good friends in Bergamo, and uh, they've been down there canvassing the hell out of that city. And what happened down there was the experimental vaccines that were cultured in dog kidney cells. They were super powerful quadrivalent. Uh, for H1N1, H2N3, and then they did the uh, B slash Victoria, B slash Yamagata. These things things were so powerful, it killed people. Mm. The average age of who died in Bergamo was 79 and a half, so you're looking at people 60 to 100. But they were literally down there slaughtering people with this experimental vaccine that was approved by their health minister. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. And that's the whole agenda here, unfortunately. That's yeah, why they're doing everything that they're doing. You, yeah, if you glance through it, you'll also see that uh, Emmanuel Macron and his communist health minister, Olivia Varane, they have recently issued the third uh, edict uh, regulation authorizing the use of Rivotril to just euthanize people that they don't want to treat. And that that already happened in the first wave. And then my bigger issue, and the reason I wrote that letter uh, in showing them Dr. Fauci's work that was published in 2008, that the swine flu epidemic was actually a pneumonia epidemic. It was not. It was not a. It, was, it wasn't influenza. And they now know that to be a fact. They they exhumed like 250 bodies uh, where the permafrost never thaws out. So those bodies did not, uh, you know, they didn't didn't decompose that much over the years because they they stayed frozen. And then, um, you know, once you have that kind of information and you're watching these people mandate these masks, you're setting the stage for a catastrophe. And maybe that's absolutely. Why they, they and Biden just actually announced 
um, that I just got an article from a, a group prep for that that I'm involved with. Biden just issued a national mask mandate The COVID as the COVID vaccine nears. Um, I'm getting ready to add that to the website as well. So that's definitely the yeah. agenda is to force everybody to inhale their own carbon dioxide. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's not only that. I mean, you, you get this crap up in your nose, the fungi, the bacteria, even, even right. virus particles that you pick up just floating around in the air, you're going to yep. get a test result when you swab, but it's not COVID-19. I mean, No, these, and that's, these, that's uh, what Dr. True teaches. It's your body's own response, its own exosomes being produced. Right, Dr. True? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, Carl, they, and better. what they're saying over here is they're acting like, oh, my God, we have this huge spike in COVID. Well, they're forcing everybody to wear the mask in a, to a ridiculous mm. amount. And that, that gets in your nose, they swab it, they touch it, you'll get a result, but it is absolutely not COVID. Because the RNA that are coming off the fungi, the bacteria, and even other viruses will be detected, and that's all the PCR test does. Then you have to accelerate it, and then you have to isolate it. Now, something And else, that picture uh, in your article, there's a picture I saw on a Petri dish. That was nasty, and everybody, it's on the front page of our website. You want to check it out for sure. <laughs> That that that's what that mask was worn for twenty minutes and then, and then cultured in a petri dish. I mean, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> it is, it but, is. Yeah. And then also, I got another article from VaccineImpact.com that British Army is beginning testing and barcoding children at school this week without parental consent. Exactly. Well, you know what they're saying in UK, and this is absurd. They're saying, well, if the children are in school, that's implied consent. Excuse me? No, it's not. But that's, you know, that's the way they're trying to tweak things. It's it, it's ridiculous. I'm going to ask you, Renee, because I can plug this in later. I watched this this morning. Talk about uplifting. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is a gentleman, Scottish Unity, and he gave a, mess- a message called Fear Not. And his name is David Scott. This is one of the best speeches I've heard on this yet. And uh, when we get off, I'll, I'll plug it into uh, into the signal so you have the link to listen to it. Excellent. It's, it's excellent. Uh-huh. And he does a good presentation that. of it. Wonderful. Dr. Yeah, True. Yeah, nice. I was just, again, going back to, to, to your, your letter, um, Carl. You, where you where you quote Doctor the defendant Doctor Redfield for the U.S. Congress as the director of CDC in his quote masks are better protection his mask is better protection than any vaccine uh, a blatant lie of course but see it's just uh, we see that Redfield and Burks both uh, last week come and really hammer Governor Herbert and our whole health department here powerfully so and now we have the mask mandate it's just absolutely. The question becomes, how in the hell do we fight this as we the people? Because I have letters and letters to the editor in the newspapers, radios, TV, uh, press releases since since the 1st of September have all gone ignored and answered. In fact, uh, the response has been, well, this is some kind of a nutcase quack doctor saying all this. It's frustrating as hell to me. I I want to just leave the state and and go somewhere. I mean, this this is beyond insanity because you're... You quote the the commission that um, um, I mean that that's so so right. Doc, the doctors I've 
been working with, um, including the Nobel Prize winner uh, that you refer to, 7,000 scientists all sign off on, on what, the, what the Barrington Declaration. I mean, this yes. is, if you dissect the Barrington Declaration, these are the top flight scientists in the entire world. Why are you ignoring this? Yes. Why are you ignoring this? Well, yeah, that's a good question, especially now that uh, over uh, 46,000 have signed off. I think 47,000 have signed it, plus another 446,000 people. And uh, most of the governments are just totally ignoring what they're saying. And you're right. They're some of the top uh, doctors, biologists, immunologists in the world. And they're just blowing them off and acting like, oh, these, guys, these people don't know what in the hell they're talking about. And they're not really anti-vax. That's one of the reasons we put that little statement in there that, you know, we still have reservations about their you know, their, their vaccination program because they are pro-vax for children and immunity from measles and stuff like that. But, you know, I think the three of us all vaccines, period. Um, I've never had a flu vaccine. I've only had flu three times. The fourth time I got it, CDC gave it to me. You know, I, I got hit with a weaponized bird flu in July of 2005. It put me down hard, and the only thing that saved me was anti-IL-6 therapy to stop the cytokine storm and let my body take back over. And once my body took over, I was well in three days. And there's people alive in the Czech Republic. Uh, that drug I mentioned in there, Tocilizumab, is the current anti-IL-6 they use for oncology treatment. You know, when your when your autoimmune system just got devastated because of chemo and radiation, and uh, there's people alive here that was not on the approved list, but the female passenger of an Uber driver was put on it. And 96 hours later, she was home and doing just fine. And they had to switch the Uber driver because they had him on life support and remdesivir, and he was dying. So uh, they switched him over to it, and it took him about two weeks, and he was home. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've been on this for a long time. I mean, you know, my my experience on this started with the CBW vaccine, anthrax. And we've seen we've seen what this stuff does to people all the oh, way yeah. down to their to their atoms in their bodies. And it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we've that's, had, that's uh, awesome. another thing. Another thing, the, the comment I made in there about the FOIs, I woke up uh, yesterday morning. The FOIs were up to 33. We now have 33 FOIs from major universities and governments, including U.S. CDC, EU CDC, U.K., Ireland, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Nobody, not a one of them, has isolated a SARS-CoV-2. So how in the hell are they going to do a vaccine? Well, the vaccine is just like you said, the Baxter expose. I'm proud to say that it was my radio show that exposed that first about the Baxter H5N1 infiltration on these swine flu vaccines. I mean, it was back then, I don't know, we were able to to get enough information out to stop it, stop it cold. There was no pandemic back in 2008, though they sure as hell tried to. Okay. Well, they tried in, in 2009. Uh, Margaret Chan, when she was the uh, director general of WHO, she never would admit who gave her that uh, that you know scare information, and a lot of people just assumed that it was uh, 
Professor Neil Ferguson, who, you know, he has never even come close on a single project, projection in his entire career. But uh, no, we when we were digging into a couple of trails, some of these people, they think 10 years has gone by, so everybody forgot, and it's on their resume that they were they were on the advisory board to the WHO for the 2009 pandemic. And these two people are the two people pulling the strings on our Boris Johnson right now. Wow. Um, you know, that's the that's the thing I need to emphasize too, the the research by Dr. Shieldbrath on exosomes and what causes the the corona slash virus exosomes to be produced is an increase in primarily staphylococcus and, and uh, other bacteria that enter the bloodstream. It's a bacterial fight. The, the, the coronaviruses actually are, are, are known to show, to come into a, a attack, like and assist the macrophage in taking the, the uh, bacteria out of the bloodstream. And so you, you see yeah. when, you, when you've hit this so hard that people wearing masks increase the staphylococcus aureus, in fact, the antibiotic resistance strain uh, by by a hundredfold, and it gets into their bloodstream. Of course, they're going to be more apt to test positive on a PCR test, and they're yes. they're demonizing the the coronavirus, which is exosome, which is created by your very own cells to That's combat right. infections and stress and these type of things. Yeah. According to Dr. Hilbert, I trust you. Yeah, I trust you saw in what I wrote that uh, one of the nurses in the U.K. said, we don't have any COVID. What we have is a big spike in pulmonary staph infections, and it is antibiotic resistant. Yep, exactly. I'm going in for surgery myself tomorrow. Uh, I have a hip replacement surgery that I've been scheduled for quite a few months. And the, the you know the testing is so funny. Uh, they, they make sure you have to have these antibiotic swabs in your nose, uh, all through that, just to keep the staph, the Staphylococcus aureus, from getting into the, the wound as they come in. And they're understanding this. And so I asked the question when I went in for my, for my exams, why are you making such a big thing about Staphylococcus aureus through your nasal passages and all of this? And the answer was, well, 25% of people have it in their nose. And I said, why are you requiring people to wear masks to keep it growing faster? Excuse me. Yeah, it's, it's it, counterproductive. <laughs> Excellent question. That's what we've been challenging them here on. I mean, like you know, social distancing, the mask, and restaurants are closed. Uh, you have to stand outside sometimes in the rain. You have to do a pickup uh, order. They want him with you step inside the restaurant. And how we got rid of Primula is he was photographed. He was having dinner with that faulty neck guy. And they were sitting inside, no masks, and going in or going out. So basically, that that restaurant's been shut down. You know, the, the politicians that didn't have a choice, and that's where they were all hiding out. You know, they they would sneak mm. over there because it wasn't visible. But um, there was a tabloid here that got their photograph, and he got busted. I got to tell you, it Carl, I loved I loved your correlation with this in the nineteen eighteen. Pandemic. Let me just uh, reiterate that to, to our listeners. Yeah, the this is going back to to the article, the book written about the poison needle by Dr. McBean in the 1950s. She said the thing started out as a vaccine-induced disease because of all of this uh, 
the toxicity involved in the typhus fever vaccine. But then she also showed, and the quote that Jesus said, said in the letter so very well, it was the people who had not had refused to wear masks that were burying those who wore the masks because it became exactly. uh, it was all the mask mandates created this great uh, incredible pandemic of pneumonia, uh, cytokine storm, bacterial infections from the damn masks. Exactly. Wow, um, you're right on point. Thank you for that. That's that's perfect. Perfect analysis. And it's actually right underneath, when I added the, his article, Shame on You All, we put it right underneath the 1918 picture of everybody wearing masks and the whole article exposing how that was a hoax as well. So your article, Carl, on our front page is right underneath that. <laughs> yeah, well, there may be one person listening. I can't say who or where he is, but he's the guy that did that second graphic that shows the soldiers wearing the mask and has the blue mask and is talking about the issues. And uh, he, he, part of his family is from the Czech Republic, so they've been watching this battle real close. You know, another thing we came across is, uh, like in Brazil, if you listen to the mainstream media, you would think there was kung fu, hand-to-hand -hand combat going on down there. And some of the MPs went to this one hospital where there were supposedly 5,000 COVID patients that already had 200 deaths. They went out to this hospital. The hospital was still under construction. There was nobody in this hospital. And the 200 caskets outside, I don't even know if it's 200. I didn't count them in the picture. The caskets were empty. There hadn't been anybody there. There hadn't been anybody die there. But you, you listen to the media, you know, that's what you're, that's what you're hearing, all, all the, the mighty battle going on to Brazil. And I, I have yet, uh, I've been in Europe uh, since January 30th, I have yet to see one person with flu or COVID. There have been very few that had a common cold, but um, now I'm starting to see more people that are having nasal problems and breathing problems because they're having to wear the mask so much. As the mask, exactly. Well, like you sent me that picture, too, I added to the front page as well, how it's causing pneumonia, pneumococcal bacteria. Um, I mean, yeah. it's just so transparent, their agenda. And and next uh, week's show with, doc with the doctor, with Brother Brandon, <laughs> next week's show, um, we're going to be really exposing all that we're talking about today um, and the whole political dog and pony show that went on this past weekend. Um, I mean, Brandon literally said it's Lucifer, we call him Lucifer, Lucifer versus Satan. There's a whole agenda and connection in it all. And like I said, Brother Brandon next week just did it this past Sabbath, and he's going to do it again next week for us, tying in uh, who Trump really is, Mr. T, we call him, um, and why they've made it look like Biden has won the election, although Trump's never going to leave office. Um, so we're going to be covering more detail of the agenda and tying it all into today's show as well next week. All right. I'll listen in. That sounds interesting. <laughs> No, uh, true. Uh, feel free to send what I wrote, the English version, because uh, that's what I sent Renee. Send that to the governor. I will. I'll, I definitely will have it printed out and send a hard copy along with all the others. I mean, I've, much of what you've written, I've already sent them. I, I did an article called uh, Viral Deja Vu, and I went through and got all these, these pictures and stories from the mask mandates of 1918, and basically showing, uh, again, more than just Dr. McBean. There were literally uh, 50, 60 physicians that made declarations to President uh, 
um, Wilson and declared that it was the mass that caused more deaths than anything else. Now, why is this exactly? Not, I mean, this is all part of part of the history. Why is this being being you know hidden? God golly, because it doesn't ridiculous. fit. It, it doesn't fit the narrative. Uh, it doesn't fit the fear mongering. Uh, if you looked at that one little uh, picture, it's on the first picture of all the people wearing the mask. Down on the bottom left-hand corner, there's the Red Cross statement: "Wear a mask to save your life." Right. They were wearing ga- they were wearing gauze masks. <laughs> and that that one graphic we put in there to show what the porousness is of a N95 mask as as opposed to a uh, as opposed to the size of a virus. Everybody cracked up when they read that one part in there. It said, American scientists aptly described this as uh, putting up chain link fence around your backyard for the purpose of keeping out the mosquitoes. Right. <laughs> that was very funny. And just to let you guys know, Miriam and I have not one time since this whole propaganda scamdemic's been going on, not one time have we put a mask on our face. Hallelujah. Face diaper, we call them. Well, here, here you have to have it if you go into a grocery store. Uh, that's the only time I wear it. You know, I take it with me. Well, just, they've just even said to us, too, they stop shopping. us every grocery store we walk into, every everywhere we go. They stop us and say, you need to have a mask on, and we just look at them and say, we are exempt. And then we have from Peggy Hall, the healthyamerican.org, the badge she sells for $12 that has the religious exemption and the statue and everything. And if it goes any deeper, we just show them that badge. But we haven't had any problem. The most we ever had to do was at a restaurant on the ocean in Western Oregon. And uh, uh, they they had they said, just put it, you know, just to walk by the tables, just kind of keep it a foot in front of your face. So they gave us a mask, and we literally held like a foot in front of our face as we walked just outside by three tables, and we threw it down. <laughs> so yeah. we well, just I, stand I would, up. To I would them. do the, I would do the same here, but I don't speak Czech. <laughs> So I, can't, I, can't have that I mean, we've actually gone to, to doing something even more cuckoo, where we've literally sang the song, it's your breath in our, in our lungs, we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, that Christian song. We've actually stood there at the restaurant singing that song. <laughs> so I'll we, we refuse. I tell you what's been absurd to me is hearing all these, all these churches uh, and even people singing, they're not allowed to sing. They're not allowed to pray in unison. Like, these people have lost their minds. You know, they need a psychologist. They don't need for a them, mask. For them not to think that's satanic, I don't know what they're thinking. Well, I, I, had, really I had to go to uh, a dermatology appointment, and I, I was late to, to coming because there was a long line outside. They were scanning everybody's uh, for, for their temperature. It was a hot, fairly hot day in, like, in September. So I come in and I've been walking up and down the steps to get in. And so I said, "Sir, you have a you have a a, a slight temperature." I said, "Yeah, I mean it's hot outside, and I'm walking up and down steps. Of course I am." <laughs> well, sir, you need to to wear this mask to get in. And I says, "No, I don't." He says, "Yes, you do." Well, I took the mask and I and I put it on my elbow and walked past her, and she's. Sir, that's not. That's not. I says you said I had to wear a mask to say where I had to put it. I'm I'm fulfilling the requirement. <laughs> Goodbye. And I walked up the stairs, and they called security, and I came in and says, "I'm wearing a mask. I'm not putting it over my face. I'm wearing it on my elbow. And uh, <laughs> if if you need to have me have me go, I'll go." <laughs> well, they, they they put me away like a little kid in a corner. 
saying, stay here. You, you isolate from everybody coming around. And they, they made me wait for an hour and a half to get in to see the dermatologist on purpose until everybody else had cleared out. Wow, it's like yeah. I'm some kind of carrier because I wear a mask on my freaking elbow. I, I mean, this <laughs> is humanity. I just got a I just got a, a graphic in from a friend of mine. He's radio show host on RBN on Sunday night. Shows a picture of Biden and he's popping up in a trap door and a landing in a stairway and he goes, Meanwhile in a Delaware basement, am I president yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Brother Matthew Nolan also has a great video. He showed us a couple weeks ago, um, trying to get into a Trader Joe's or something, and he filmed him and everything. He's got some great defense on standing up for our religious freedom and you know, it's going to be a battle. And, you know, on the front page of our website, we have the Rockefeller, the, the Operation Lockstep, you know, phase three is what they're going into right now. I mean, they're going to turn everybody against us that aren't wearing masks and aren't getting their vaccine. So we've got a journey to look forward to. Um, and uh, I know both of you are frontline with me, as well as Brother Brandon and Brother Matthew and everybody else. And we're going to stand up against them. This is a very satanic agenda here. And Brandon and I will be tying that in next week. Yeah, I was really surprised that when I first started seeing this, you know, what I smelled was fascism. And, you know, the more I dug into this, I said, hell, this is Bolshevism and also Satanism. I mean, these people are Fruit Loops. And they have no regard for human life. I mean, if they if they snuff out 10,000 people, that's another day at the job for them. And that's what's scary. Uh, uh, the media over here, I, I can't say for the U.S., because what media I do see is a little slanted, because it's just little snippets I'm seeing of this, that, or the other. <clears throat> over here, the media is starting to push back on this. You know, they've been reading what we wrote and put on the website over here. They're starting to dig in on their own, and they're starting to challenge the government officials, too. And, that, and of course, that scares the hell out of the government. So, But, you know, it's like, it's like I said in St. Augustine's quote, you know, the truth is like a lion. You, know, you don't have to defend it. Just let it loose and defend itself. And that's what we've been hitting them with, and uh, it's been with great effect so far. Over in Slovakia, they're doing a full nation forced testing, and uh, they're already having some negative blowbacks on that, not from the people, but from the effects of the test on the people. And, uh, you know, then they're running around, you know, telling everybody they have to have the flu vaccine this year. And a lot of people said, I don't ever take one. I'm not going to take it. So they're, they're, all the governments, you know, they're trying to divide and conquer their people into little pockets. So, okay, you're... You obey. You're a good sheep. And, you know, you're a bad sheep. So, you know, we're going to have to do something about you. And it's yep. going on everywhere. Yep. And, and actually, <clears throat> um, I'll let True tell you a show we did a couple of weeks ago about Dr. Horton of what they've been putting in the flu shot since 2012. What, True, why don't you get, get him updated on that? Yeah, and I'd like I'd to, love to hear this. Back on that. <laughs> Are you aware of Dr. Catherine Horton and her work? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, she she was. I, I interviewed her on uh, as a guest host on another station, and uh, uh, she said this that the nanobots. Uh, she says she corrected me. She says the nanobots are yes. There's going to be some in the coronavirus vaccine. He says, but I have proof and total evidence that they've been installing these since 2012 in every 
season of flu vaccine already. Uh, the nanobots are, are in, a, in a vast majority of people's bodies already, and so they need uh, titanium dioxide uh, nanoparticles to be able to, able to build the new, new neurotransmitters for the brain. She says, now, look at what's happened since 2012, and she made a list of all of the titanium dioxide added to such things as toothpaste, to even you know desserts, all processed food has titanium dioxide, as a, so they can use it as a building block to build the new neural trans, transmitters. Now you're in the business. Does that sound plausible? Uh, yeah, especially when you add in the 5G, because uh, we've we've got another parallel battle over here over the 5G licenses. Uh, wow. It's weird. Uh, you can look around the world. There are birds attacking these 5, 5G towers. Uh, you can look under some of the towers, and either wasps or bees are just dead on the ground. Mm. You know, they're attracted to it initially, but uh, these are military-grade uh, bandwidths. And what our, what we've been afraid of is that there's, you know, there are ways that uh, this thing could actually be used as an exciter or some way to accelerate what the, what a nanobot would do inside of a human. And they already know 4G is dangerous. And now they're talking about even more powerful 5G so they can monitor everybody. But, uh, yeah, it, we couldn't put well, that in the lawsuit. It's really not my focus, but there's a whole team of people over here, including some neurological research scientists that are all over the 5G situation. That's exactly what she said, too, the 5G are being used to basically uh, make sure the nanobots are more efficient in their neural pathway construction. She's basically said yeah. it like this. It's, imagine uh, people now, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers. They have these nanobots creating uh, new pathways where you basically don't have any uh, cerebral cortex working that you have an ability to, to see left and right or right and wrong. It's all just lockstepping into one directive, and that's what they want to have happen with this and make sure that that's going to happen. She painted a very grim yeah, well, picture. Well, that's exactly what this other team is focused on, and it's uh, parallel to what you're saying. You know, it's just something I haven't been able to focus on because this is basically the scientific and medical issues and the legal issues. Uh, I, Renee, I had to completely go back and redo the list of defendants <clears throat> once we could find out, you know, who we needed to target. The other people are just going to be drug in and we're going to beat the hell out of them until they confess. You know, they'll, they'll see this lawsuit, but they don't want to be involved in this. But, uh, I had to go back and then I had to show my attorneys something I've already done personally, pro se, myself in U.S. District Court. One of the, um, thresholds under racketeering, criminal racketeering, the RICO Act, is two things. One, you could be a low level and you're still involved in it. And, you know, it's not just the big boys you're going after. Even the little guys can be nailed. But second, every one of those defendants that you have listed there, you have to prove, one, they're a criminal person under the RICO law as it's written. And then second, you have to prove predicate acts of fraud. And that was very difficult to do until that whistleblower came came forward to us on the 20th of October from the government about what he has personally seen going on inside here.
and who's behind this bribery. Well, I mean, this this lawsuit took on a whole new character, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I pointed out to in the summation down there that uh, some of these people over here are going to be in good company with other PMs and also with other health ministers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've heard what happened in Wales. I mean, what? Wales has its own, own little sub-government, and the guy that runs Wales... The most draconian lockdown I've seen yet. They were even issuing edicts of what was essential and non-essential, and they were putting this queen over the non-essential stuff, which included baby formula. Baby what? Like hello. Baby formula. Baby formula. Oh wow. I mean, you That's couldn't crazy. you couldn't buy clothing. You couldn't buy. You couldn't go to Tesco and buy a pair of tennis shoes if your if your tennis shoes just fell apart or you accidentally, you know, burned them. Campfire burned, something like that. But uh, no, even baby formula. And so one guy, just to just to show, you know, the, the Welsh have a sense of humor. He went shopping at Tesco and nothing but his underwear. <laughs> and he told he told the guy when he walked in, he said, "You said clothing that wasn't essential." <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> wow, that's and insane. Got, and I've got a picture. I've got a picture of a woman. It's not pornographic, but you can tell she's nude. And over one breast, she's got a cauliflower, and the other one, she's got a bottle of prosecco. She's wearing a mask. Otherwise, she doesn't have any clothes on. And she goes, <laughs> "Clothing is not essential." He said, "But thank God, I can get the prosecco and cauliflower." <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! All right, we're getting ready to close out now. True, do you have any final comments? No, I just uh, want to say thanks again, Carl, for for the information. All You're important. Welcome. Thank you for what you share with me. I'll look, I'll look that up. Um, I, I want to. I'll share that with the team here. It's a separate group of people, about twenty five people, but I I only have one person on that team, and I know one of the scientists on the five G stuff. Yeah. I, I submit that's really what's causing a lot of the sickness too. And and Dr. Horton said, yeah, the the 60 gigahertz wave actually excites the sweat glands, the sweat ducts through your yeah. skin, which changes the blood chemistry. And and she says there's no doubt about it. We wrote a paper on this in 2018 that it would cause a, a degree of hypoxia uh, as your blood uh, effect, it affects the iron particles in your blood. And it and makes it less efficient at carrying oxygen. Add that exactly. to the mask yeah. mandate. That, that we already you've got, know, yeah. you got a major recipe for disaster, don't you? Yeah, between yeah. that and the mask, uh, that's why I told him. I said, you know, the useless mask and the weather and temperature, you know, they're, they're creating a formula for disaster. But somebody wants that to happen. That's why they're pushing it so hard. Yeah, and then again, i just like to say, Dr. Burks, Dr. Redfield, come to Utah, and suddenly we are under a statewide mask mandate. Unbelievable. What's the matter with people that they can't uh, even call Dr. Otto? I, I, I've, I've told him, I said, you come and invite me to the, to the Capitol. I will sit down, and I would welcome a chance to debate Dr. Redfield or Dr. Burks. I want to ask them the tough questions. I demand that. And they, they come and do it, and, of course, nobody's invited. They just give their... Their, their horror stories and their marching mandates and away they go. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Sandra Burks, Sandra Burks lost me when they were interviewing her one day on Fox, and all she wanted to talk about. She'd been traveling all over the country. All the beautiful and creative masks that people were printing off on their 3D printers. And uh-huh. I said, Dr. Burks, that's not what we ask you. We ask you whether or not the curve is flattened now. <laughs> and all she wanted to talk about was all the creative masks that she was seeing. She was, she was seeing. Wow. Great, Cray. All right, we got to yeah. close for now, but yeah. we can continue on in the future. We'll keep in touch with you. And thank you. Thank you, Carl, for coming on today. And Dr. True, we hope thank your surgery goes perfect tomorrow. And Yahushua Hamashiach's name, I know you're going to be fine. And we'll get you back on as soon as possible as well. So thank you, gentlemen, yeah. both of you. I'd like to hear, well, like to have that, that, that video, too, as soon as possible. Uh, that I want to watch that, the truth video. So thanks again, Carl. Yeah, if you... If you go to uh, Kulovi, K-U-L-O-V-Y hyphen blesk, B-L-E-S-K dot Sezen, you can see the other letters in English. And we also have a, a, a transcribed video of Dr. Filmich. Uh, he's the guy in Germany. We're working with him. And uh, the girl in uh, Canada, Ontario, that got us those 33 FOIs, I mean, she's been she's been priceless. She's working on Rocco Galati to get us teamed up with him, too. Perfect. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And then also just to let everybody know, Dr. True has created the Magi Magnetic Acoustic Gals Infuser that chops up the 60 gigahertz of 5G. We are distributors for it, so just contact us, and we will make sure you have something to protect you from these damaging microwave uh, radiation coming at us here. You're listening to Vic Fellowship, and our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number again is 800-939-8227. If you have any questions about today's show, you can call the voicemail line 862-800-6805. Leave your name, your question, and let them know it's for our What in the Cell is Going On radio show. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth, and yeah, bless. (laughs) 